about their body and mind. It relaxes you, makes you more congenial. I just had one that helps make a gathering cheerful and friendly. It ain't my fault, so don't blame me. I swear I just came here to unwind and have one drink. The way it looks ain't what you think. This Cabernet has a way of vanishing on me. Welcome to So Inappropriate. Today is Thursday, June 3rd? June 3rd. Um, we took a little time off here at SI to enjoy the Memorial Day weekend, and here we are. We're back again. That was Kelsey Ballerini with my five-year-old daughter's favorite song in the world, Hole in the Bottle, and that is about not knowing how much you've had to drink, so... You can imagine how thrilled we are that she's been singing that at school. But whatever. It's pretty harmless. Um, I also think that country girls just seem to be having a lot more fun than, like, the woke people on the East Coast. Just my observation. Anyway, um, I hope you had a nice, relaxing Memorial Day weekend. I hope you took time to reflect on what this day actually means and why it's a national holiday and a bank holiday and a school holiday. It's not a long weekend. <clears throat> it's not about barbecues. It's actually about celebrating and commemorating that people have died for our freedom and risked their lives and put their lives on the line for us. So the official stance of the So Inappropriate podcast is that we uh, support all of our armed forces, our people in blue, and everyone that risks their lives daily to keep us safe. And we honor you and respect you, and you are all heroes. That is it for that. Um, and you know what? I think they'd be cool with us having a barbecue to celebrate that. Just, just know why you're having the barbecue. That's all I'm asking here. Anyway, um... I hope you had a nice weekend. As I said, I did a lot of reflecting this past week of, I don't know, I just started getting into liberty and rights and all the things that some people hate. <laughs> but I kind of realized I've been having, it's weird, I'm having a harder time mentally now than I did during the real lockdown. And it's hard for me to put my finger on why and because a lot of people will be like, why are you so amped now? I mean, you're like, your life is back to normal. And it is. My life is back to normal. But the lingering of these strict rules and the, um, the, the seeming divide between people is, I feel, worse than it was during the real lockdown. So I think that's what's really getting me down. I think when the coronavirus first landed here and we first began to panic and close things down and we were all at home I felt that there was a call to call to duty for all of us to you know stay home and we we're all like good for the hospitals and let's support our nurses and the cops and thank god for the people that went to target every day to stock the shelves and the grocery store people and I feel like there was a collective call to duty to just support them and stay home and 
just deal with it. And I think now when our numbers are really, really down, the vaccine is available for everyone if you want it. And we are more divided than ever. It's like, I thought, I think there was this perception that the vaccine would become available. Vaccines, there's several kinds. And everyone would, you know, go get it if they wanted it. And we would relax the rules and we would return to normal. And that's not happening. So I think my like black hole is a result of kind of that, you know, seeing the, you know, the sunrise on the horizon and then we get there and then it's like, oh no, there's, it's not better. And I, that is what is getting me down. And I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, why am I so upset? And it's like, I really thought that they would open up the vaccine to everyone, at least in New York state, they opened it to everyone except for like, like little kids, everyone that wanted it was like June 1st or May 31st or whatever. And I thought that they would open that up and then it would be like, we'd all rip our masks off and, you know, run into each other's arms and that would be it. And it's not that at all. I mean, we are fighting more than ever and I don't see an end to it. I don't see an end to the rules for children. And I just, I'm so down about it. And I feel like a lot of people don't agree with me on my take on it and that's fine, but, um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed about it. I'm kind of sad. So, and I just, I hate rules. I think that's, I think that is my main, it's, it's been my Achilles heel my entire life. I don't like people telling me what to do. And if you think that I'm hot when people tell me what to do, imagine how I feel when people tell my kids what to do. It's like times a thousand. It's so bad. So yeah, I, I think it's just, I hate rules. And I feel like I feel like I am an intelligent, educated, capable person. And when people tell me what to do, it makes me upset because I will say, hey, I'm an educated, intelligent, capable person. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I know what to do. And I think that is what makes me angry. I feel like I have earned the right to do what I want as long as I'm not hurting anyone else directly. Like if I keep my hands in my pockets and I'm not touching anyone or hitting anyone or, you know, threatening anyone, then why can't you leave me alone? So that is why I have put my finger on why I'm upset. I have identified it. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to find ways to mitigate my anger about it. But that is why I, if you don't, if, if you know me and you're like, why is she so amped? That's why it's just, I don't like people telling me what to do because I feel like I know how to like self-govern myself. Um, but, and I also think like the mask, I'm just gonna touch on this for one second, just to relax, don't fast forward. Well, you can if you want, but I'm not gonna, I, I'm gonna be nice. I think the mask thing, like, n I think it's fine. I don't care if you wanna wear a mask, just don't tell me to, because I did everything you asked me to. And I, I just, and I think some people should and can wear masks forever. If you have chemotherapy, if you're, I think that's fine. I just don't want to do it because I already did all the stuff to be safe. And allegedly this, you know, medicine, uh, vaccine works. So if it works, then go away. Like you wear your mask then. No one's gonna make fun of you. Just, it's fine now. It's normalized now, but I don't want to wear it anymore. 
Anyway, I think, I also think some, yeah, some people are going to wear, like Asian people. I think some Asian people, if you look at, in China, you know, they have like high um, pollution days. They wear masks. Kids, everyone, they wear masks. And they, that that is part of their culture now. And it's not Asian hate. It's Asian love. It's dope. Just relax. I'm not making fun of anyone. That is, if some people want to wear masks, fine. Just don't make it a rule anymore. Don't make it a law. Let's move on. Thank you. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler's divorce has gotten a little bit contentious, guys. Don't be fooled by the Mother's Day post where they're all sitting in the restaurant together and smiling. He wants half of her company, Uncommon James. Why am I so invested in their relationship and divorce? Well, I've said it several times. I have i don't know Jay Cutler, but I went to college with him. I've met him several times. I think he's a total Chad, but... I just feel like personally invested in this and I, I just can't wait to see what goes on. I also can't understand their relationship because he has the personality of like a tire left in a junkyard and he's just so blob at everything and I don't understand how someone like her could be married to someone like him. I, I'm, he fascinates me. He, he cares about nothing. He has no intonation in his voice. He is exactly the way, I've said this before, he is exactly the way he appears on TV. Uh, don't care. That is his personality. Well, apparently he does care. He does care about her business. So her business started out as like, honestly, her business, Uncommon James, started out as this small, like, let's buy some jewelry in bulk from China and slap my name on it and send it around. And it was cute. I actually have a pair of earrings from there. They were not that expensive, but they're total like garbage and they wear like garbage but they're really cute and I think she buys like two dollar earrings and marks them up to 60 bucks and she's made a cute a good business on that because I think that she number one has always had great style she's got a great look I think people really like that narrative of this California girl who moved to Nashville and lives on a farm with chickens and has an MBA I'm sorry NFL husband and they have this cute family. So because of that, I actually think that Jay has a point here. Now, I don't want you to jump on me and say, hey, I'm not women business, but he gave her all of the seed money to start it. He is part of the reason why people are, people are attracted to her and why she has appeal. It's because of that, you know, what I just said. He's part of that like cute little family in Tennessee on the farm and I don't know for some I think he's a doofus but like he is part of that appeal of why people were sort of I don't know like people want to emulate her a little bit and he I think he was part of the reason why she elevated her status so I think that if I was Jay Cutler's lawyer I would certainly 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 fight for this you know if she she's either gonna have to give him half or write him a big check to get out of it but I think that he I, I don't usually do this, but I think I'm on Jay's side here. I think that he deserves some of her company. What else? What else? was? Oh, Mayor of Easttown. This is the hottest show on HBO. It's the highest rated show on HBO Max ever, which HBO Max has only been out for like two years, but still, it's a big deal. So Mayor of Easttown, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. I think a lot of people, my husband hasn't even watched it yet, but I was really hooked on this. Okay, I saw the first episode, and I was like, mm. and then I got really into it, like, two, three, four, five, and then around six, I was like, Ugh, am I really that into it? But it was, like, something for me to talk about with the friends, and then we were, like, theorizing about who did it, and 
I wasn't really sure if I really liked it or if I just if I just enjoyed being part of something to talk about other than masks, <laughs> which is a fair point. I mean, it was fun. Um, but then the ending happened, and I don't know about you guys. You can DM me and tell me what you think. I thought the ending was trash. I thought it was so lame, so unexpected, but unexpectedly stupid. I thought the ending was trash. Um, I rolled my eyes, like, so far back in my head. Like, they couldn't do And they left a lot of loose ends, which I think was done in intentionally. Um you know, maybe leaving the door open for another series of that, but I really did not like the ending. I don't know. And there were a lot of things that made no sense. So thinking about this show and then also the undoing, I think the formula net, I think they know that they sort of have a captive, they meaning show producers and writers and stuff. They kind of know that they still have a captive audience, right? We're all still at home and in this like Netflix bingey culture. And what they did with Mare of Easttown is they did the old school, like dripping it out every week. You know, you can't binge on it. They got everyone talking. They create buzz that way. They did it with The Undoing as well. I think they're, maybe we're going back to that, right? Like maybe they're, it had me engaged. I, I tuned in every week you know, right on time to see it, the episode that night so that I didn't miss anything. And I've talked about this before, but there's that collective shared experience that gives you closeness in a time when people are separated-ish. And I liked that. And it, it the show doesn't even have to be that great. So, and you just put like one star in it looking frumpy and you got a hit. It's a recipe for a hit. So I maybe... It's a bummer when you have to wait a week between the episodes, but maybe this is a way to keep people hooked. I don't know. Maybe we're going back to that. We'll see. Did you watch the Friends reunion? Well, I think they kept us in the dark a little bit about what it was going to be. And I was afraid that it was going to be like a, I don't know, like a James Corden. No, who's that guy? Who's the guy that did... um? The guy that did uh, Behind the Actors Studio, the guy that they made fun of on SNL. I thought it was going to be like this boring interview on a soundstage with, you know, a fern. But um, it wasn't. It was sort of like, it was sort of like an interview and sort of, they had a lot, I don't know. I could have done without the celebrity guests. I could have done without Lady Gaga singing Smelly Cat. And I'm kind of glad they didn't do like a real series reunion because... I don't know. I get the feeling. I get the feeling that these actors are very nostalgic for that time in their life because they were really close and they were, you know, pioneers in the getting, you know, exorbitant amounts of money for um, your series, like when it airs on different networks. And I forgot what that's called when it, oh, syndication. And, you know, it was a big show. And see, I think that I was about 10 years five or 10 years too young for the Friends phenomenon. I think when Friends was in its height, I was like 15, 16. So I think if you are 10 years, if you're 45 right now or 48 or something, this is, this is your Super Bowl. I was a little young for it. I remember watching Friends because it was on, you know, I was more of a, like if, it, if there was a 90210 reunion, I would lose my mind, but I think I'm just like a little bit too young. So I don't remember Friends being that great. 
Um, I've seen a couple episodes now. I think some of them are funny. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think it's like, I don't know if it aged well. Like, I don't know. It doesn't hold that same nostalgia that I think it might have held if you were 25 at the time that that aired or 22 or whatever. So, um, but it did really ruin me in that when I graduated college and moved to New York City, I saw the apartments on offer for people in my price range. And I was like, where's my purple and teal painted loft? What is this matchbox? Because they really ruined that for me. Um, what else would, oh, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little worried about him. He, he was like, he has like marbles in his mouth. And then they came out, some director came out and said, oh, you're being mean to him. And no, oh, he had dental work. And they did it. Just be like, drugs are bad. We all know what happened to him. Don't defend him and say that there's nothing wrong with him. There clearly is. Um, Matt LeBlanc, actually Matt LeBlanc is the best thing about the Friends reunion. He is adorable. He's like a 50 year old cuddly dad He's so sweet and funny. He's smarter than Joey, but like just as adorable. And like, dur, dur, dur. he's so sweet. I just, I enjoyed seeing him very much. And the girls, I think, have aged very well. I think, I think Jennifer Aniston looks, I mean, she looks a little older than on the show, but I think she should stay out of the tanning bed a little bit, but she looks fabulous. Her body is banging. Lisa Kudrow looks exactly the same in a different way. Like, I think Lisa has sort of let herself age a little less. Like, she's a little bit less obvious with the Botox and the fillers than the other two. But she just looks wonderful. And she's enjoyed much success. If you watch The Comeback, which honestly, please watch The Comeback if you've never seen it. It's just, it's a revelation. Please watch The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow. I think it was on Showtime, but it's... I think it's like on Hulu now or something. It's it's over, but it was so good. So funny. Matthew Bro Robert. No, what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. Not Matthew Broderick. Matt LeBlanc also was on episodes. He's had a lot of success in the past years. Matthew Perry. I don't know. Courtney Cox. Yes, she was on Cougar Town, which also is awesome. Go watch Cougar Town, except for the very annoying Busy Phillips. But she's less annoying than her usual self in that show, so it's tolerable. And she had a show called Dirt that was pretty good on FX. Remember when FX was like hot stuff with like Nip Tuck? Do you guys remember Nip Tuck? Oh, so good. I don't know what happened to FX. They really fell by the wayside. Sidebar. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Courtney Cox... Courtney Cox was looking a little scary plasticky for a while, and I think it's she's let the fillers dissolve a little bit. She looks a little better. I always thought that she was the most beautiful out of all of the girls on that show. Like I think she's one of the most naturally beautiful women in the world. And she was she got a little aggressive with the face stuff. So I'm glad it, it looks like she toned it down a bit. But, you know, Jen Aniston, don't sleep on her. She looks great. So I think it's worth watching. I Like I said, I could have done without all the celebrity cameos. Like, I think that Lady Gaga singing Smelly Cat with Phoebe was really stupid. Like, I don't know. Isn't that, like, a little bit beneath Lady Gaga? Like, on the Friends reunion for fun? I don't know. I'm just, like, Lady Gaga's a huge star. They could have done without that. All right, anyway. Um, two more things I'm watching. Um, I'm watching The Real Housewives of Melbourne from the beginning. Melbourne, Australia. And something called The Real Housewives of Jersey, which is not New Jersey, Teresa Judice. This is Jersey, and it's an island between 
I'm going to mess this up. It's an island between the UK and France. It's like in the English Channel. And it's real bougie and the people are bizarre and rich. And I can't tell you how I'm watching it because it's not um, something I want to get caught talking about. But if you DM me, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, I just, I've been a little bored. I've literally watched everything on Netflix. Oh, I also watched Halston. Very good. Very, very good. Um, Ewan McGregor is incredible in that show it's just it's five episodes it's great please watch it it's a ryan murphy thing it's just really oh it's oh the 70s i wish i was alive then anyway all right i have to go because this week we are delving into the delphi murders me and shannon this is a super size enormous episode i tried to cut it down it would have made no sense other way if i did that so enjoy it you can pause it and you know drip this out over the weekend if you need to but this is a great episode. This is a great murder mystery cold case. And Shannon and I had so much fun discussing it. So anyway, thank you so much. And please support our sponsor this week, BigMamaFoods.com. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to tell you about my new favorite salad dressing and marinade, Big Mama's Kalamondin Vinaigrette. This is a dairy-free, vegan, and gluten-free, delicious salad dressing and meat marinade made in Miami, Florida by a grandmother and her family. It's made from locally grown, fresh sourced ingredients, such as the calamondin, which is a small tangerine-like fruit grown in Florida. It's high in vitamin C, and it's used in juices and marinades around the world. I serve this to my family. My kids were dipping vegetables in it, and my husband and I had it on salad, and I also marinated chicken in it. I heard you can also put it on salmon. Haven't done that yet, but I will. This is delicious, you guys. I only talk about products that I love. No one is paying me, as I said. And I love that this is a small, women-run business and you're supporting her and her endeavor. Go to bigmamafoods.com and Ethan, the proprietor, has very graciously extended free shipping just for us and he loves so inappropriate. And I love Big Mama salad dressing. I'm going to be opening up my own pocket and buying more because I love it. Now the only catch is Big Mama's stash is going to be running out on June 10th. So make sure you order now. Go to BigMamaFoods.com. Tell them so inappropriate sent you and order your delicious bottle of vinaigrette today. Thanks. Um, my sources on this are the Downhill Podcast. And the Down the Hill HLN show that just came out. And a couple news articles, Reddit, and also a podcast that I really like that I highly recommend called The Prosecutors. Okay. And we'll put all these in the show notes so people can do their own research too. I think we should do that. Right. And we should even put the Reddit thread. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. So, okay. Let me, let me start. This case takes place in Delphi, Indiana, mm -hmm. and begins on February 13th, 2017. So Liberty German and Abigail Williams are two best friends. They had a sleepover at Liberty's grandparents' house. We'll call her Libby from now on, and we'll call Abigail Abby from now on. So they have a sleepover the night of Sunday, February 12th. Monday, February 13th is, they have off from school. 
because they had snow days built in to their school schedule. They didn't use those snow days. So they, they have this Monday off. So Monday morning, um, they wake up. I'm sure at a time that teenagers wake up and they have breakfast and Libby tries to convince her sister Kelsey to take them to uh, these trails. These trails, they are people in the community. They know these trails a lot and teenagers like to go there, hang out. So Kelsey, the sister at first is, is reticent to drop them off, but she does. And she drops them off at about 1.40 p.m. And the time, the timeline is, is important in this case as is in any case. So she drops them off at about 1.40 p.m. And Libby's dad is supposed to pick them up around 3.30. So 3.30 comes and the girls don't show up. So Libby's dad is, starts to get, starts to get worried and he calls family members. He calls Libby a bunch of times and he doesn't hear from anybody. So, oh wait, I'm sorry. Maybe it's not Libby's dad. Maybe it is Libby's granddad. That is one thing that people are going to come for me for. It's okay. Let them come. <laughs> you know what? While you're keep talking, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um, Derek, so 3.30 arrives and the girls don't show up. So he starts to get worried. They start, uh, you know, they call Kelsey, Libby's sister. Everybody is trying to get in touch with the girls and uh, no luck. So then at about 5.30. It's Liberty's dad. Okay, it's Liberty's dad. Okay. So at about 5.30, the girls are declared missing and family members take to social media. They start to spread the word. And before you know it, a search party is formed and people of the community, family members are on these trails searching for the girls, uh, police members also, and the fire department station is used sort of as the headquarters. Uh, for these volunteers. And this, is all, this is all the same day. This is all the same day, February 13th, 2017. So they've like mobilized in like two hours. Uh, yeah, in, in, wow. Yeah, the, I mean, word spreads on social media. It's a small community. The city of Delphi, I think is about 3000 people. It's a couple hours from Indianapolis. Wow. It's, a, it's a small town and I'm sure everybody's Facebook friends with each other. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's just, that's just amazing. That's great. Yeah. So it becomes dark at around 9.30 and they're going to have to call off the search. I think they do keep searching for a, a couple more hours, maybe until close to midnight, but they have to... Uh, they have to stop and they have to wait till morning. So the next morning, I think it's foggy. So they don't really get underway until about maybe 1030, 1130-ish. And there's still a big group 
of people. Now, part of these trails, there is this famous bridge called the Monon High Bridge that is a bridge that was built maybe a hundred years ago. Nobody uses it anymore. It was a railroad bridge and mm -hmm. it is really tall. It's about maybe 70 feet high and it is scary. And so I think it's a thing that teenagers, kids like to walk across for the thrill of it. But there are uh, parts of the bridge, parts of this wooden bridge that are missing. So you have to be careful and I just think it's it's probably a thrilling thing for for kids to walk across. You walk across it, but then you come right back because there aren't trails on the other side of it. So there's no nowhere to go. So you is walk it, across it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. Because um, this is really, I did like a very, like I did a little bit of research, but I didn't go as deep as you. So I'm, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Did, is that bridge like, off the beaten path of the trails like it's like some cool thing that you have to go out of your way to find or is it like part of a I know, don't think you have to go out of your way to find it I think on the trail you turn left or you turn right you turn left and it's that bridge you you turn right and you you continue on whatever the trail is called gotcha so okay. um uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it's off the beaten path and everybody knows about it, knows about okay, it. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, Kelsey, Libby's older sister, she, I think she crosses the bridge and she is underneath that bridge when she hears somebody call out, we found a shoe. And she asks what the shoe looks like. And the shoe, I believe, is a black Nike shoe. And Kelsey says, that's Libby's shoe. Oh. And so shortly after that, I think it's a different volunteer searcher sees two deer. He zooms in on his phone on these two deer and he zooms in, he sees what he thinks may be the girl's bodies. It turns out they are indeed the girl's bodies. And this is heartbreaking to me. The person that is with Kelsey, the sister, like Kelsey wants to go and the girl and the woman, I think it was a woman that was with her, holds her back and says, no, you can't go. You can't see. We don't know what they look like. We don't know yeah. what they're in. Oh, that's just so heartbreaking to me to think it is. It's to, awful to see that scene. What a nightmare in my imagination. So, um, so the next few hours, the police and the FBI start investigating this crime scene. And I believe the FBI is there because um, someone from the FBI just happened to be in town and heard that two girls were missing, so volunteered his services. If I'm wrong on that, I'm sure somebody will say something, but that's my, that's my understanding of how the FBI, uh, were there day one. But, I, but I also maybe, maybe missing children, the missing FBI, children, yeah. 
and there's a, there's an FBI and you know FBI office in every state probably right so yeah I guess it wouldn't take long for the FBI to actually we should look this up but I think if there's a crime committed in a state park it's a federal offense oh really is it a state park yeah I think I heard that somewhere I don't know. Be a, I don't. A, a national park maybe it's a net yeah would that's be a federal I mean. offense and then a state yes. park I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I'm Bill Gates is, is help fucking with my brain. Um, yes. But that could be it. So um, I, I have uh -huh. a question. Hold on. Sure. So the girl so the girl's bodies, did they specify? So the the sister that dropped them off was under the bridge at the time when someone said, I got something. I, I think so. I, I see a shoe. What was what was okay. Was the, uh, were uh -huh. the bodies found on the bridge or under the bridge? No, no. They were found not under the bridge. They were found down this hill, which will become important later on okay. and across this creek. Okay. So they were, gosh, maybe a mile from the bridge. I see. Okay. I should have written that down, but it's okay. Maybe, maybe a mile from the bridge, down this hill and uh, across a creek. Okay. So the investigators worked the scene for four days. And during that time, there are also interviews with family and friends and people from the girls' schools. And so they're starting to put together the timeline of this crime and a friend had noticed that Libby had posted a picture to Snapchat of Abby on the bridge so now they know the girls had crossed the bridge and I think there was another photo posted to Snapchat um, this all becomes part of this important timeline and it seems to be because there was somebody also on that bridge at about 3 p.m. that didn't hear anything. And they think maybe it was possible if the girls were nearby and were screaming that they would have been heard. And so this witness is on the bridge at 3 p.m. So they think between um, maybe 2 p.m. and 3 p.m ish the girls were murdered and just think just think about that they're dropped off at around one so to say i was just thinking they were there for like an hour and a half mm -hmm. like that's insane mm -hmm. so it's not well, like they were roaming around the woods for three days lost mm -mm. you know that's someone had to have known that they were there or going there or i don't want to get happy keep going they investigators find Libby's phone. Now, I don't know how far it is from there where their bodies were discovered, but I think it was quite some distance. So Libby must have dropped her phone. They think intentionally because of what is found on the phone. And what is found on the phone is 
audio of a man's voice and also video of a man who will now be known and is known by law enforcement and on all these Reddit threads as BG, Bridge Guy. So it seems that Libby and Abby were creeped out by some individual and on this phone, you can hear audio of them talking about it. This, this is all vagaries that the police have given us. There is some, there is some audio that the police have released, but um, they have been, we don't know the specifics of what they said that it implies that they were creeped out by this man. So that's so annoying. I feel like we need to know that. Well, we can we can talk we can talk about that later because there is a lot of okay. uh, discussion and frustration with that. Yeah. So, uh, there are people that were on those trails that day that can uh, confirm that they also saw a man that looks like the man that was caught on video on Libby's phone. Now, it seems now, okay, this bridge is really long. It seems that the girls were on the one side of the bridge, they had crossed the bridge. And then they see this man also trying to cross the bridge. And that's when they get scared and they start to film him, but they can't be filming him uh, obviously. So, I mean, in an obvious manner. So yeah. Libby sort of uh, tries to, you know, hide, hide her phone in a way so that it doesn't become obvious. But this is what is so terrifying. There's nowhere else for them to go. They have to cross that bridge to get back to the trails. Oh. And this man is now coming across that bridge. I wonder how, I wonder how, or like what would have happened to indicate to them to be afraid? Like maybe they, maybe they saw the man follow them into the park earlier and they're like, oh my God, there's that guy again. Or like, I, you know what I mean? I think that's definitely what happened. Or I, I mean, yeah. I can't say definitely, but I think it's kind of understood that that is kind of what happened. They had seen him before, they see him again. He's now crossing the bridge towards them. There's nowhere oh for them to go. And so they start, Libby starts video, videoing him. Um, and the video that, that she gets, she's, I don't know, maybe a 80, 80 feet away, 70, 80 mm -hmm. feet away from this guy. So there are only so many pixels that right. they can try to enhance to get a good image of this guy. And so they do, they get, I think they get Disney and NASA to help with them, uh, to help them enhance this image. And they release this image and they also release a um what the it, what am i why am i blanking on this word a um a composite sketch <laughs> a, a composite sketch uh based on what i think one eyewitness or two two eyewitnesses i think they were a couple based mm -hmm. on what 
this couple said uh, they thought the man looked like. And I think there's rumor that this couple weren't really happy with the composite sketch. They didn't really think that this looked like the man that they saw. But um, in 2017, I think it was, let's see, July 2017, they released this composite sketch. They released this enhanced image. Wait, it uh, took them five months to release a sketch? I think so. I think so. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because they've, they have this image, they're trying to enhance it. Uh, maybe it took. Oh, to get the footage, I guess. I just seem, that just seems like a long time to wait to get that out. That guy could be anywhere in five months. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm, or maybe I am wrong on that. No, thing. you're right. I'm, I'm following the facts along here. You're okay. right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, here is sort of what the evidence leads to, or what, what evidence um, investigators have said there is. They say that there is physical evidence. They also say that there, is, there were signatures at the crime scene. Um, physical evidence leads everybody to believe that there's DNA, that they have DNA of the killer. Okay. And signatures imply that, I don't know, the girls were killed in a manner that could be specific to, or, or, or things were left at the crime scene that are specific to a killer. Um, I don't know, what does, that's what signatures, I think. They, uh -huh. they never, um, from what I saw, I could be wrong, they never released, they never released how the bodies were, or like what, how they were killed. The cause right? of death. No, they never, they the, never released the cause of death. And there must be a reason behind that, because mm -hmm. I've never heard of a case where the cause of death is a secret. And there must be something telling that they don't want the, the media to get a hold of because they think it can lead to something. But I found that very strange and a little frustrating too. I think that is just one of one of the frustrations um, is that the police are withholding, in some people's opinions, too much. There are things that yeah. Yeah, you know, investigators always don't reveal because there are things that only the killer will know. But so I think cause of death is one thing that they're holding because only the killer would and investigators know the cause of death. Um, these signatures, only the right. killer would know what these signatures are. But there's one other thing that I've that I've been thinking about. Um, so we're gonna fast forward now to 2019. The case has gone, I mean, there were thousands, I think maybe close to 20,000 tips that were called in. Wow. And there are, they had search warrants. They, they went through people's homes, they collected people's DNA and 
still nothing. And in 2017, I'm sure the community and the family thought, oh my goodness, we have a composite sketch of this guy. We have an actual image of this guy. We have presumably DNA of this guy. It won't be long until we figure out who this is. Yeah. However, two years goes by. And in 2019, the Delphi police say they're going to hold a press conference. So people, uh, journalists from around the country, probably from around the world, fly to Delphi to attend this press conference. They think, oh my goodness, an arrest has been made. But an arrest has not been made. The police are going to reveal some new evidence. And what happens at this press conference? Uh, Superintendent Carter, he is uh, one of the uh, main public faces to this case, Superintendent Carter. And he is a very, um, he's like, if you were to cast an actor to play Superintendent Carter, I don't know if you, you'd find anybody that's actually better and more compelling than the actual Superintendent Carter, because he is great on a microphone. And I think this is, this is an elected position. So um, I think that gives you, you know, an indication of, okay, he, it's an elected, you know. Yeah. Position, he's probably great on a microphone. So what they release two years later in April, 2019 is, and this is shocking to everybody, a new composite sketch of the killer. And this new composite sketch seems to be completely different from the original composite sketch and uh, different in the way that it looks to be a man that is about 25 years younger than the original composite sketch. And this, it looks like a kid too. He looks like a kid. He looks like he's maybe 20 years old. And Superintendent Carter says, this is now the primary sketch. The 2017 sketch, consider it secondary. This is now the primary sketch. We believe the killer could be, be anywhere between 18 to 40 years old, but he could also look much younger than his actual age. This seems pretty broad to, yeah. to me. It seems yeah. very broad. Um, hmm. And they also release a video of the man walking. Perhaps maybe this is what Disney and NASA worked on, the video. So we now see the man walking and we see his gait and he is looking down and we see um, he's looking down because there are holes in this bridge. So you need to look down in order to safely get across it. Um, we see his jacket that, which we saw in the still image too, but um, you know, the gate, the gate of his walk, it, it, you, you can tell, you know, who, a, any, if you think about anybody that you know, you can tell who they are from their walk. 
But this is a person who's trying to navigate holes in the bridge. So it's also kind of like we're working at 50% because his gate is affected by him trying to yeah. navigate holes in, holes in the bridge, right? Yeah. So um, that's something new that he, that, that is released. That so day. did it- did they explain what happened between July 2017 and April 2019 to make them change the sketch of this man? Superintendent Carter says we've, we're going in a new direction. Are they, they saying are they saying that those witnesses were all of a sudden unreliable or because no. I'm looking I'm looking uh-huh. at the two sketches. The first one has a guy with a beard and a hat. Mm-hmm. And the second one looks like a Backstreet Boy with curly hair and no beard. <laughs> and I'm like, they, they look nothing alike. So right. how did I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Backstreet Boy. I would say Joey from NKOTB. <laughs> he does. I mean, it looks like, and also not to like, whatever. But this looks like the most generic white guy. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. sketch is very unhelpful. I think. Right. So um, in the HLN. Uh, two-part series that recently came out they and I'm sure elsewhere on the internet you can find the uh, two images overlaid or Uh. you know one image overlaid on the other and I think it was Libby's grandma said in the series it when you look at the overlay the features do look to be exactly the same you know, and if you ask a person who is 18 years old to do a composite sketch of somebody that's 35, I mean, think about when you were 18, somebody that was 35, they might as well have been 55 because right. that's your point of view at that time. If, you know, for I'm 38, I think that I am, you know, that I look 18 so if I, I mean obviously I don't but you know what I mean somebody that I see an 18 year old I'm like oh yeah we look the same age right so that yeah, affects, right, right. That yeah. affects how you talk about a person that you've seen when you're trying to do a composite sketch what I do want to talk about though is and what I do want to read is part of the transcript from this press conference and I want to read what superintendent Carter says to the killer. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. And if you look this up on YouTube, he, Superintendent Carter, obviously uh, says it in a much better and more compelling way than I'm about to say it. And watch it on YouTube. Do not watch it on the HLN series because on the HLN series, they put this horrible music underneath it and it loses, <laughs> it loses some of its amazingness. All right. All right, so I'm going to read just a just a portion of the transcript of this press conference from April 2019. Superintendent says, to the killer who may be in this room, we believe you were hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. Will you likely have interviewed, we have likely interviewed you or someone close to you. We know this is about power to you and you wanna know what we know. And one day 
you will. A question to you, what will those closest to you think of you when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls, two children? Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done, or at the very least they know because of how different you are since the murders. We try so hard to understand how a person can do something like this to two children. I recently watched a movie called The Shack, and there's also a book that talks so well about evil, about death, and about eternity. To the murderer, I believe you have just a little bit of conscience left, and I can assure you that how you left them in that woods is not what they are experiencing today. Oh. So I want to kind of break down what he says, because obviously what he is saying to the killer is also part of their investigative, investigative strategy. So uh, he says, a question to you, what will those closest to you think of you when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls? So I actually believe that he is not talking to the killer, but that he is talking to somebody that is covering up for the killer. Because I think this killer does not have any conscience left, but I think that somebody is protecting him. And the police are appealing to their conscience because to solve this crime, uh, they need the killer to come forward. I don't think that's going to happen. Or they need somebody who knows the killer to come forward. And I do think that somebody knows something and they're not saying something because it is, it is very hard to be uh, an island unto yourself in this world. Oh, yeah. There's so, no such thing as a secret. Right. So this person I, I do have a theory actually this person okay is is being protected by somebody and i thought who would protect somebody that has done something this horrific would it be a wife perhaps perhaps it's a very bad domestic situation and you know wives cover for their husbands that have murdered all, all the time. That has definitely happened. And when you are a person who's being abused, then you do that. But who else would protect a killer like this? A mother. A mother would. Yep. I think maybe this man lives with his mother. His mother maybe know something. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of father, but yeah. Uh-huh. One thing we haven't talked about, oh my goodness, is that is the audio of the killer. Yes. So not only do they have video, they have audio of the killer saying Go down the hill. Yeah. Down the hill. And it has been asked, is there more audio? The police say yes. And 
then they're asked, do you think, you know, is it anything that would be shocking or, or whatnot? And they allude to no, but I also think that they're not releasing all of the audio because this is another thing that only the killer will know. Only the killer will know all the things that he said to the girls. So this is yeah. another thing that police are keeping close to the vest. But I think everybody is so frustrated because it seems like the police are keeping so much. I think that, but I think that what they said is that, what did the guy say? Hiding in plain sight. So mm -hmm. they have to play it really close to the chest because they don't want the guy to know that they're onto him that much. Like, I think they're really, really close, but, but and they I don't want the guy to flee, right? Right. It's still been, now it has been another two years since this press conference. We are now four years. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a weird strategy because, or maybe they're pretending to be close and they have nothing. I mean, we don't know, but I like your theory about a parent. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm not the first one to have thought of this. Yeah. Um, but people also talk about this audio so much. They talk about him saying, guys, down the hill and this authoritative tone that they hear. And like the, the mind hunter guy uh, commented that guys could imply that he knows them. But consensus seems to, to be that they don't know him. If they did know him, there would be a trail on their phones or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, here's interesting. Here's something interesting. The police got a geofence warrant, so they have uh, the anybody that had a phone that day in that area they have a record of that so wait what's that called a, a geo a, a geofence warrant geofence. and what's a that so you know you can say i want um i want to know who pinged off of these three towers at this time oh. period, and they can get a warrant for that information so if you had your phone on um in this geofence, geography fence in uh -huh. this geographic area, pinging off of this tower, this tower, that tower, um, you can get, you can get a warrant for that information and you can, you can see whose phone was pinging off of those towers at any given time. Um, so they have that, which means that the killer didn't have a phone on him that day, which also means that that they don't think that the girls knew this guy because if right. they did, there would have been conversation. He would have had to have had a phone to communicate with them. Right. Right. Um, I mean, he, he wouldn't have had to, I guess, because if there are two young girls, he knows what they look like. They don't know what he looks like. It, it is. It is possible. It is possible. Yeah, but it's my it first thought when I heard when I when I heard this story, um, sorry, I was talking over you. Um, but my first thought when I read the story was like, pedophile, you know, 
you know, I'm a mom of two young kids. I think everyone's a pedophile. <laughs> that was my first thought was like kids meeting in the woods with an older guy. And like, I don't know, that's where my mind goes in a small town on a holiday from school. You know, when I would think, although it was February, it is the Midwest and I don't believe it's like a snow covered area. So we're talking a day off from school. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that, I mean, I'm thinking about the area where I live on a school holiday, the trails around us are packed, especially mm-hmm. if it's a nice day. So I'm like, oh, there's tons of people on these trails. We all wave to each other and whatever. There's tons of kids, tons of people. It's, it's strange to me that this was so in the, in the small time frame that this happened that it wasn't a planned event but it look it's looking more and more like it was and the fact mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem like many people saw this guy is also strange to me because i feel like again i just think like school holiday nice day nice area there would be dozens of people on these trails mm-hmm. somebody uh, somebody must have seen something well there are, you know, maybe it's a handful. I don't know of people that said they did see this guy. They did see this suspicious looking man. And that's where they're getting the composite sketches. And uh, I I guess I want to talk about too, like what, how this guy planned this because this does seem to be planned. He had things in his jacket that, mm-hmm. and, and what were those things also, which is something that we don't know, but because we don't know about the crime scene, investigators do know some of the things that were in that jacket. How did he, um, how did he get two girls who could run in opposite directions to comply yes. with him? Did he zip tie them? Did he have a gun and then he quickly zip tied them? Did he, they had to walk together and then they tried to run and in that running and because they're tied together that's how Libby lost her shoe like how do you lose a shoe right it's not maybe because it's not tied so well and you're running for your life and it and it that's how it comes off um he you know how many times was he there uh how long was he there for that day and how what what other days had he been there looking for like hunting for somebody and then he sees the girls cross he seizes this opportunity two girls might not have been part of his plan but he's been planning this for however long he now sees this as his opportunity and he instructs them to go down the hill. Uh, and then what, what happens, what happens after that? Um, I also think I haven't seen any really talk about this on the Reddit threads, but, um, it's probably there because they've talked about everything, (laughs) but, um, the date of the murder was February 13th. In my apartment building this year on February 14th, there was a suicide. 
and we thought it was a murder, a domestic, um, because there was a week before like I could look up the police report. Um, I bet there's an uptick in crime and suicides on February 14th and Fe February 13th and February 14th because of Valentine's Day. Oh. Does, that, does that have anything to do with this crime, this guy and the profile of this guy who is, you know, a loser, can't get a woman, frustrates yeah. him. So it, he has to exert power and control over two young girls. Um, so there are, you know, there's, uh, there's also want to know, is the killer reading these Reddit threads? I bet he is. Oh, yeah. They love it. I bet he is. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, it looks like he got away with it. Um, and like, is it, is it a, it doesn't seem to me just from what I know and from, from what you've explained that this person is particularly sophisticated in right, their is, crime. Is he just really lucky? I think he's just really lucky. And I think so too, and somebody's protecting him. Not for nothing, I'm looking at this sketch and I think I said this earlier, like this person could be anybody. It's like the most vanilla looking white dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could look like my husband. He could look like Neil Patrick Harris. He could look like a nine-year-old. He could like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not that helpful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what did they say? He's like five, nine white guy with dark hair and you know, blue eyes. Or, they don't even know color eyes probably. And that's a guy that could walk by me on a trail and I wouldn't take a second look at him unless he was acting funny. And people say that he was, people say that he was and that yeah. he was wearing, a, it was an unusually warm day for February and he was wearing a scarf that was covering his face, which is why, covering the lower part of his face, which is why the composite sketches have been difficult. Okay, um, sidebar, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to off track this, but I thought about this earlier when I read about the scarf. I'm mm -hmm. like, how many people could use the face mask as an excuse to like rob a store and like get away with it? Because you can't tell who the fuck it is. I'm like, I, I ran into someone at TJ Maxx that's like a really good friend of mine. I didn't even know who she was. She's wearing her face mask. Yeah. Like, it's like a crime rating to happen. Sorry, sidebar. I'm sure, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, okay. I want to go back to superintendent Carter saying, I recently <laughs> watched a movie called the shack, which I didn't know this movie, but it is a movie. <laughs> okay. the, the tagline of this movie. Okay. Um, a grieving man receives a mysterious personal invitation to meet with God at a place called The Shack, starring Sam Worthington, Octavia Spencer, and Sir Tim McGraw. I put the sir in there, but. Um, oh. <laughs> what the fuck is the synopsis? Read it again. I don't follow. Okay, okay, okay. 
A grieving man receives a mysterious personal invitation to meet with God at a place called the shack. So Superintendent Carter, in this part of his, of his uh, speech, he was talking about, uh, he says, I recently watched a movie called The Shack. And there's also a book that talks so well about evil, about death, and about eternity. To the murderer, I believe you have just a little bit of conscience left. So he's, he's pleading to, um, you know, I'm sure everybody in Delphi, Indiana probably goes to church and there's a big, um, and, and, and the, the, the sheriff and Superintendent Carter in interviews, they, they talk about faith and they talk about um, God. So I think it's a community of, of faith and he is pleading to the killer, but I believe that he's actually pleading to the person that is protecting the killer. Yeah. Conscience of, yeah. Um, you know, worrying about heaven and hell and uh, evil. And it's just such a, it's just such a weird thing that he dropped to that movie that nobody saw. Yeah, I, for, I yeah. And at first I thought, uh, the shack. Does that, do they have a suspect and this man lives in a shack? Is that why they're movie dropping? Okay, it's a movie about God. It's about a, a reckoning, maybe? What if it's like, what if it's like a religious, what if they found like religi religious shit at the, with the bodies? That's a great theory, I think. Are there- Right, or like maybe they found like- are these the signatures are the crucifixes yes what if there's a crucifix what if there was like because wait shannon oh my god i was reading on i want to say it was the wikipedia page about this case because i had never heard of it i needed like a, before i got into it i wanted to get like a real basic overview because i'd never heard of this mm -hmm. and in the wikipedia page which we know is not always that reliable but there is a list there was a list of suspects that they had looked at over the years. And one of the guys was a pastor. Really? Yes, I'm gonna pull this up. But Do you mind? You, oh, of course not. Don't you think they would have taken his DNA? Yeah, probably. Okay, his name was Thomas Bruce. Bruce formerly worked as a pastor, is charged with fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two others after having ordered them at gunpoint in the back room of a suburban St. Louis shop, which carried religious supplies. Committed in broad daylight in November, 2018, these, cr these crimes put Bruce in the spotlight of the press. Some noted he was of similar stature, 5'7 to 5'9, to the then current suspect description in Delphi slayings. Also, mm -hmm. his wearing a flat cap and navy blue jacket during this attack, not unlike the suspect in the Delphi case. Indiana State Police did look into this possible connection in November of 2018, Mm -hmm. And on December 4th, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony counts related to the St. Louis case and could receive the death penalty. But so I guess they looked into it and it wasn't mm -hmm. enough of a connection. I'm sorry, that, tangent, but that is crazy to me. Yeah, especially the, the newsboy type flat cap that is similar to the one that it appears the, this, this guy is, is wearing. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, 
I can't believe that this fa- these families have lived with this for four years, four years, four years. And in a small town, you know, I keep thinking as, you know, I'm a mom and in a small town and for not knowing for four years about two teenage girls in your small town that were murdered in a park. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm thinking of what would happen if that happened in my town. I feel like every mom would be on Facebook just ripping apart the police force. Right. And I think that a lot of, uh, unfortunately, um, side-by-side comparisons, it, people putting the composite sketch image next to real people and posting that on oh, wherever has happened. No. No. And that, that's terrible. Um, oh my God. That ruins people's lives. But I do want to know, have we, have we gone through all the yearbooks? Have we gone through, we gone through the yearbooks of um, every school in Delphi and the surrounding <laughs> area schools? Every yearbook printed from um, 1989 to the present. <laughs> Have we gone through every yearbook and talked to people and been like, who was bullied in high school and wants to get back at pretty girls for what happened to them? Who was uh, mutilating frogs? Who was then smashing the heads of rabbits? You know, these these um, early life serial killer. Yeah. Who still lives with his mom? Who had a, you know, a failed, a failed engagement and, you know, moved back to his old town and he's up to no good. And, you know, these things are all cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do, do you think this could be a man with a family? Okay. My, when you were talking about this, maybe being a mom, my, my, my other, like mine, the other side of my mind went to what if this is a father with young children? Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely sickening to think about, but like, I don't know, the BTK killer had kids and- I, mm-hmm. And, and there are people that are killers like this, they can separate in yeah. their brain. Um, yeah. I don't know, I wonder if, because what's strange to me in a way is that, I mean, these girls were what, 16, 15? Thir- 13, 13 and oh, 14. Thir- 13, okay, 13 and 14, right? This guy is not a huge guy. This guy is 5'7 to 5'9 mm-hmm. of average build. Mm-hmm. And as you said earlier, one could run one way, run, one could run the other, other way. I'm curious as to how he was able to overcome both of them so easily in a short amount. Zip ties? Like, did he zip tie their hands together, handcuffed them together to each other? uh, I I mean, I don't know. I'm just. How did he have a gun with a knife? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It just seems like, I wonder if, I, I hope that they tried to get away or I don't know, but 
it just seems oh. like it would be difficult. I'm sure that they did fight for their lives and they have, and that's why they have physical DNA of, yeah. of this person. Um, and since they have physical DNA, it obviously does not match anything that was in their database. Otherwise they'd have the person by now. So it's not, unless it's an, a known serial killer that they have not yet caught, could it be someone that would be undetected in the community like a dad or you know someone's son that's never really been in trouble before and that to me is even scarier than a serial killer right but i think this guy probably i mean is a serial killer because um most murders are committed by somebody that the victim knows the perpetrator is typically somebody that is known to the victim, but it really doesn't seem like that is the case here, which means that if if you're willing to do this, you have this urge, you're not killing um, two young girls out of greed, out of jealousy, um, which is why, you know, spouses kill their spouse for money, for, out of, you know, jealousy, um, so that they can, you know, or they can start a new life, they have another lover or whatnot, but um, stranger murders are rare, and if this guy wants to kill two young girls like this, he, he's, got, he's done it before. Yeah maybe but he's definitely gonna want to do it again or is it like some lonely loser that thought he could like well it's definitely a lonely loser yeah no I mean I'm building on this so like if it's it could be like could it be a guy that thought he could like hang out with these two girls and they were like, ew. And then he was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. I mean, someone that just snapped? I don't know. No, I think he definitely wanted to murder them. Um, he probably may have wanted to sexually assault them, but there yeah. was no sexual assault. There was no rape, um, maybe because things didn't go as he had planned. And so he had to quickly yeah. kill them. Um, yeah. Here's something interesting, too, that I just noticed today. In this, uh, at the beginning of this April 2019 press conference. Also, one new thing that was said, um, Superintendent Carter asks, okay, here here it is. Um, He says, we're seeking the public's help to identify the driver of a vehicle that was parked at the old CPS DCS welfare welfare building in the city of Delphi that was abandoned on the east side of County Road 300 North next to the Hoosier Heartland Highway between the hours of noon to five on February 14th, 2017. Between the hours of noon and five on February 14th, 2017, the search was still being conducted, right? Interesting. So does that mean is that I mean, child, I, child Protective Services? CPS? Yeah, maybe it is. 
That's a little strange. Um, but it's an abandoned building, so they oh. think that um, they think that the the killer entered uh, from didn't enter the trails where people typically order or enter the park trails. That he came from the other side. What a which sicko! Means, which means that he would have had to have crossed the high bridge from the other side, not from the trail side. And he knew uh, the area, obviously. I mean, that's, everybody says that he knew the area, he knew these trails. Yeah. And did he enter from the other side? Also, was he part of the search party? I'm sure that they've looked into everybody in the search party, but they're asking for help, the public's help identifying a vehicle that was parked at the time the search was still going on in a place that was not the search headquarters. Yeah. So if whatever, somebody, whatever came of that? Nothing, nothing. And that's they didn't uh, say what the make mm -hmm. and the model of the car is either, maybe because they didn't want those side-by-sides of like, you know, uh, we it, they didn't say, uh, we're looking for the, public's help in identifying a 2012 to Ford Focus, you know. Um, they didn't release the make and the model, maybe because they don't want uh, side-by-sides. <laughs> or, or maybe that was like a red herring. <laughs> maybe it was a red herring. Maybe it was a red herring. I mean, why release that? Why say we're looking at this car, but we can't tell you what it looks like? Okay, well, let's oh, just see. Couldn't right? be more vague. Couldn't be more vague. Right. Just oh, we're doing our job, by the way, and we're still here. We're still looking at stuff. Don't get complacent. You know, couldn't be more vague. Or is that a, a red? Is it a red herring, or is it uh, letting the killer know? We know that's where you parked. Or does it let the killer know, we know you came from the other side? But I mean, that's not awesome police work. I could have told you that too. <laughs> you know? so. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking maybe he, but I wonder if that spot is within view of the entrance because I was thinking maybe this guy waited at the entrance of the trails and waited for like two people he wanted to kill. And then he's like, oh, there they are. Those two look good. And then he went in and made, but maybe he went in and cut them off at the pass because he went through the side. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Uh, he, he, and I don't know if anybody saw this man I don't know the points on the trail where these eyewitnesses. I think said. this guy's, I think this guy is long gone. I think they blew it. You do. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think like the press conference is very like, to me, it sounds very theatrical and like, we we're on to you, but that was two years ago and no one's come forward. And I, I don't know. I just think that like, if anyone knew, if that guy had heard it, maybe he got spooked 
because it doesn't look like there's any similar murders that went on after that. Was there? Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. think so. I feel like that would have been reported if there was something similar that happened, like even in a neighboring state or something, you know, they, I, I think I read, I read some article one time on criminology where like a serial killer, like they only get caught because they get sloppy. You know, they don't ever just stop and be like, I'm going to be good now. You know, like they just don't have it in them. And so you'd think that, you know, if this was a serial killer, which we think it probably was, he would have had the urge to do it again because he's got a pathological problem. And yeah, I just don't know. Maybe he's dead. Or are these, okay, so let's talk about the signatures. Are the signatures, uh, were the signatures, if this guy has killed, were the signatures not repeated in the same way? Because in this murder, he was, it didn't go yeah. as he planned. Did he want to take the girls to a second location and that didn't go as planned? So that pissed him off. So his signatures were not how he wanted them. They were like his signatures at say 20%. And then there's another murder, a past murder, a murder after the Delphi murder where his signatures were at 100% but because they are not, um, and if it was in another jurisdiction and so police don't think it's the same guy because the signatures are dissimilar. True. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Is that possible? Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is bugging me. I had a night where, I'm sorry to make this about me, but <laughs> I had a night where I was thinking about this and I was, I was like about to go to sleep and I was I, thinking about those girls seeing him coming towards them and the fear. Yeah that they must have felt. And I've never felt fear like that. And I, you probably have never felt fear like that either. And yeah. how awful, how sad, how, um, it's just awful. Um, yeah, I know. But then I think about like, I guess not, there's nothing positive you can glean from this, obviously, but I was thinking about, you know, what we could do, like, it, it's interesting that I think you said it was Libby that took her phone out and started to record. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to like, put the message out there to kids. Like if you see something and you're uncomfortable, get your phone out and take the pictures because even if the guy deletes them, they're on the cloud. And once like a picture, once a picture is out there or a recording or a voice note or anything, they can always be recovered. And like, you know what I mean? I mean, the, I mean, how brave that she tried to do that. And she knew that like, she didn't know it was gonna happen, but she knew that like something in her said, oh my God, I have to record this. And thank God she did because there would be nothing. Yeah, so brave. Didn't exist. Yeah. And so brave too, she probably dropped her phone. Um, yeah so that and probably dropped it in a covert manner so that yeah. he would not know so that yeah hopefully that would be found and it was and yeah. um 
sick. Yeah, you know, and also to tell kids like a phone can be replaced. If you if you feel unsafe, um, use use your use your phone as a uh, safety precaution. If you feel yeah. unsafe, take a video of that person. Then I don't know, throw it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I don't destroy know it. Yeah, I don't know what to. Oh, yeah. God. Um, do you think it's possible that one of the girls knew him? I I don't think so because I think it has been- Because they were uh, so scared. Yeah, and I think it's been alluded, it, so their conversation about him being creepy, it, there's been a, allusions to, to that conversation. And it seems like it was talk of, they, did, they didn't know him, it was, it was like, you know, teenage girl talk like, look at that guy. Ooh, that's that's creepy. Versus like, oh, that's my neighbor that always comes around and stares at me weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So and so so where does this stand today? Um, I don't know. I think this 2019 press conference was the last. Oh, so is it like a cold case or are they still investigating or? Oh, well, I think it's, it's absolutely still being investigated every day, yeah. but, and actively being worked on, but Ugh. I don't know, maybe they're going through the yearbooks and that's what, that's what's taken so long. <laughs> they should. <laughs> if they haven't already started going through the yearbooks, start going now. I mean, I think you're, I think you're onto something because I mean, think about the kind of young man that would want to hurt two young teenage girls, like someone that's got something to prove, someone's got a chip on their shoulder, like, like, and hurt them and, and not assault them. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he planned, like you said, maybe he planned, I don't know. I just think of like someone that was hurt by a girl at that age and just has rage in them that is unresolved and scary and yeah you know what I think you're right I think it's a mom I think there's a mom protecting her loser son it's so it's such a bold crime it's broad daylight it's yeah yeah there are there were people that spotted him he knows that there were people that saw him um, perhaps he was just, he is just really, I mean, he is really, really lucky at this point in time because he hasn't been caught, but, um, yeah. how, how, how bold that's how what's bold. so, um, yeah. And it's like, it's weird. Cause it's either like a super unprofessional sloppy killer or someone that's so bold that they don't even care mm -hmm. at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. he could be either. Mm -hmm. It's really creepy. And then has he healed? Has he killed again and learned from his mistakes? Yeah. I mean, serial killers—they they get better, and then I don't know. But is it that they get better, and then at some point they get too confident, and mm -hmm. so? But also, you know, I think it's kind of hard to compare uh, 
this serial killer to that serial killer to yeah this series of crimes to that series of crimes when it comes to serial killers because um there are also different points in time uh in different investigative techniques and different technology that you know like the btk killer i mean how he got caught was just the best and if you've forgotten i will tell you yeah i forgot tell me he was corresponding with the police and he, oh, right. he sent them the, the the like threat or the, like the teasing letters right yes and he had asked the police and he was they were the police and the btk killer were corresponding via some newspaper and so the btk killer asked if he was to send a floppy disk if the police would be able to trace it back to him via this floppy disk and the police said no of course not so they get the floppy disk send, they, look, send it. they look at the metadata and it says um like the name of the church that he worked at or something so they go to that church and uh that's how they found him wow had the btk killer uh not been a boomer that didn't understand technology <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> you know if he was uh 20 years older then he probably wouldn't have gotten caught uh I wonder if this guy, like, I think, I still think, what was this, 2017? In 2017, you don't find people rolling around without their phones. So that guy either was like. So that takes planning. Yeah. To leave his where's phone. Your, where's your phone? Like, who goes, who goes around without their phone? Right. But he so knew that, that uh -huh. it would be tracked. So. He left his phone in his bedroom in his basement and that's probably why he's never been caught he didn't have mm -hmm. his phone mm -hmm. so and i don't even think like i mean yeah he's got to be like under 40 because it would never occur to someone older than that to not have your phone because they don't or they don't think of it that way Mm-hmm. Also, okay, listen, listen to this. Um, he obviously planned this out. Um, he knew probably that this was a school day. Ugh, like school holiday. Ugh. Even though it's a school holiday, people are still working. So he probably thought yeah. this is the perfect day for it. Um, it's not a Saturday or Sunday. And right. it's not a federal holiday. So the only people on the trails uh, will be kids off from school. Yeah. And then maybe a, a smattering of, um, was that a word? It, yeah. Which, which there was a couple of other people, but it's not a weekend. So there's not a ton of people. It's only kids and, and were there other, kids on the trails those days but also it's not a big place there's only three thousand three thousand people in this town yeah it's got to be someone in the town somebody that grew up in the town and moved away yeah which is why i keep bringing up the yearbooks <laughs> go through the yearbooks man go through the yearbooks 
I just, I, I just, I keep going back to this. I can't imagine living in a town with 3000 people and two girls are dead. What this town, I mean, they, these people must be tearing each other apart. Absolutely. I think that has happened. I think that. Happened. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think that guy lives there now though. I think he, he's gone. Up, I think he grew up there maybe and lives in the area ish like i don't think he would drive hours to this park yeah. so maybe yeah. he would he would drive half an hour he wouldn't he yeah he would yeah. god so he i mean i wonder i even think like my mind goes to like what if one of these girls mothers went to high school with this guy and rejected him and he's pissed and you know like i just i Although I think it was random. I don't think it was, they didn't, he didn't know that those girls were going to be there. I, I really don't think so. Also, um, here's another reason why uh, people don't think it was a grooming situation. And that's because Libby had asked her older sister to take them there. And I think at first she said no. So if you're making an appointment, to meet somebody you met on the internet and your ride there doesn't come through for you, you're gonna be pissed. You're gonna tell the person you're trying to meet, oh, I don't think this is happening. Oh gosh, I'm so frustrated. Okay, we're trying, we're trying to get there. And there's nothing like that. Right. That was found. Right. So, also- And there, there would have been evidence of that, like on Facebook or Reddit or not Reddit, or like one of these sites, they would have found something. Yeah. So Libby's older sister is named Kelsey and oh, I may get emotional saying, saying this, but um, she's the person that uh, dropped them off that day. So oh, I know what must she be thinking? That's awful. Imagine living with that, but also imagine she had said in, in one of these podcasts, I think it was down the hill podcast that she had originally said to Kelsey or to Libby, um, Kelsey's the sister, Kelsey originally said to Libby, no, like, I'm not going to take you. And then she said into her, and then she said in her head, I want to be a better sister. I feel like I've been saying no to her a lot. Oh, yes to her this time. So she said yes to her. And then was the last, and then, oh. then watched them walk away. God, to live yeah. with that? like yeah oh my god I mean how could you have known though I mean well, obviously and I wish there was yeah. a better way instead of saying to live to live with that because that yeah that. oh that poor girl but it's like, she's she's probably what 21 now she's still a kid herself right yeah I think she may be a little older than that older now, yeah but she uh, she's also I think started uh school to become like an investigator to become to work in law enforcement or um, in some capacity. Um, wow! I mean, what if she like nailed know. the guy? That'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she'll this obviously is... never stop trying. What What like, is like the What is the main theory like on Reddit? Like, what are people? What do people think happened or? I mean, I, I think they kind of know what happened, but like, is there like some crazy theory that could be right or? Not, not 
that I've seen because as I mentioned when we started talking about this, it's like people, first off, there's so much to go through. There's so, so many posts on this subreddit. And then there were people berating each other for their theories. So versus, you know, this theory versus, blah, blah, blah. but I haven't really seen any theory that I think is uh, anything different than what we've said today or anything that I thought was like, oh my God, that's a great theory. Like, I just, I just said it because I'm wondering if, like, I keep thinking of this little town, like, my town is 20,000 people, and, you know, we've had incidences where, you know, last year there was a kid that made a racist TikTok, and I mean, the town fucking tore people apart, they tore each other apart, mm -hmm. and I want, I just, I wonder if there's, like, a guy in you know, Delphi that looks like that, that's gotten his ass handed to him. And he's like, God, it wasn't me. Like, I just picture these things happening. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to live there knowing that some guy came in into a cute little park and killed two girls in the middle of the day and they haven't found the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, is, is there, who's next? I don't know. I just, it's crazy to me. At the town, I can't, I would love to join their Facebook group like the Delphi Moms Facebook group, because I'm sure that that town is ripping itself apart. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a theory on Reddit that I'd like to read. I haven't read um, mm. it through, but it's it was posted seven hours ago. It has been upvoted. Somebody said 100% this, anyways. Um, a theory that ties everything together. I think one of two scenarios happened that day. Most likely bridge guy decided that he wanted to attack someone for the thrill of it. He selected the bridge either by having local connections or even just finding out about it online. And it just so happened to be the girls who were in that location at that time. However, I often wonder of another version that seems to tie things together with law enforcement a bit better. Maybe bridge guy was there for a walk to clear his head from something happening in his life and happened to have a weapon because of how people in that area tend to be very pro-gun, pro-hunting. Maybe the girl mm. maybe the did film everything and the film captures the girls mocking him and being silly. And this made him snap. Maybe he followed them, led them to the site and killed them both in an unstable fit of rage. This would tie everything together. I, I don't think so. I don't how does it tie everything together? I know. It would explain why unusually little information has been released to the public as people wouldn't be comfortable with this being deemed as triggered by the girls. It would explain why law enforcement so confidently stated that nobody else is in danger and why law enforcement are so convinced that the perp feels guilty and frightened. A psycho serial killer wouldn't care or would even relish in all of this, but someone who snapped like that would probably feel very differently. It would also explain why the crime is described as unusual because it, de it doesn't even fit the usual psycho man, thrill killing young girls profile and why the crime happened so quickly and potentially without any sexual elements to it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with this. I agree with um, the girls mocking him. No, 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 I don't either. No, and that the reason why all of the audio is not released is because they don't want to tarnish the image of Libby and Abby. No. That, no, please. Uh, 
No, I think that they don't want to release all of the audio is because only the killer would know what the rest of some of that audio is. So this and is it's another- pro It's probably really fucking scary. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, right? Yeah, the sheriff said he has seen the, the rest of the video, obviously, and said something to the effect of, he sees one of the, probably Abby's face because it's Libby's phone. Or maybe it could have been Libby, but he sees, he has seen one of their faces when they know what their fate is. It's, it's sort of uh, the, the fear uh, on that face and that he can't. Uh, yeah, they can't release that. Well, I think, I think there is obviously, so it's like when you're investigating a crime, you also have to think about what the prosecution of that crime is, is gonna look like. So keeping so many things, not releasing so many things to the public uh, could be for that, that purpose. Um, yeah. A you know, jury hearing that uh, this, that bridge guy said in his taped confession, I said to them, guys, today's the day where you meet your end down oh. the hill. Um, you know, he says that in the confession and then the jury gets to actually hear the whole audio and that's what happens. Then yeah. that's a slam dunk for, you know, the prosecution for, for the case. And they have to think about not just catching a perpetrator, but also prosecuting a perpetrator so that he's locked up forever and ever. Um, but I think it seems like sentiment is they've come to a point where public sentiment, I think, you have to release a little more because the killer's not going to come forward saying I did this. Right. Our best, our best bet is to have somebody else come forward saying, "Oh my goodness, you released this in new information. I have information on that new information." Right. Yeah. But maybe it is someone that just snapped and. I don't think so because he has so much in his jacket. If you look at his legs, it looks like, like he has, I mean, obviously this is not a great video and people dissect this video and this is, this is what people argue about on Reddit too. Um, it looks like he has skinny legs. It looks like his jeans are way too big for his skinny legs, which maybe they are his jeans. Men, young men do that by yeah. jeans that are too big for them. Um, it looks like a lot of stuff is stuffed in his coat. And he has, yeah. the, he has a scarf. Most young men don't wear scarves. Right. Or even uh, too many layers, you know? It's like a, yeah. a, a young person, I don't need a jacket. But this guy has too many jackets on. I mean, not too many jackets on, but he, has, he looks padded. He looks, his hands in that video are in his pants pocket and you can see a lot of stuff in his coat 
in his jacket pockets. Huh. Oh, man. Well, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think young men typically wear scarves, so he wears a scarf to conceal his identity. Maybe that's- he's French. <laughs> ah. Oh, my goodness. I, this- I cracked the case. <laughs> I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. I don't know why and I that, said that. That's why they haven't released the rest of the audios in French. The rest of the, it's like, guys, bonjour. <laughs> no. <laughs> so stupid. No, but really, sometimes I see a guy in a scarf and I'm like, oh, what is that guy doing? Especially when it's knotted in that way where it's got that loop and then fed through that loop. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Yes, I do. You make the loop and then you put the end of the scarf, the two ends of the scarf through that loop. Yes. Like then actually how creepy if you're like walking on a nice day and you see a guy with a fucking scarf covering his face. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. And I think that's why people noted it in their brain. I just... Because I just thought of that. That's really that weird. Said I noticed this guy because he <sighs> you know, he was wearing a scarf. That's weird for Delphi, Indiana. He yeah. Might have, you know, be wearing assless chaps. It's not a it's not a fashion place. It's not a fashion statement. It's like a I don't want people to see my face statement. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! All right, I want to know because you've done all this research who do you think did it you don't have to say the person's name because we don't have one but like give me the definitive profile of the man or woman and why well I think what I've said before I think maybe it's a man 30 Mm -hmm. but he looks like he's 20 he has never had a real girlfriend he lives with his mom his mom is protecting him he has uh, those clothes. Those clothes were his. He's since gotten rid of them. Yeah. They're gone. They're somewhere. Um, he lives not in Delphi, but in a surrounding area. And yeah. maybe within an hour's drive distance. And he, works at, he works at Best Buy. Could work at Best Buy. He could work at Best Buy or he doesn't work at all and he lives with his mom and he spends a lot of time at home in his head. Yeah. And yeah, he saw two girls having fun in a park and it triggered him and he planned this something like this for a long time. He's done it before and he'll do it again. Yep. And it was thrilling to him. He feels really lucky because he was careless because things didn't go as planned. So he probably feels lucky, but then that will start to fade and he'll feel emboldened again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I have no qualifications. I, I, think, I, I think this will be solved. 
I do too. Because someone knows, somebody knows something and that's what has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Someone knows something. Someone will be, I think they need to do a really good job of keeping this story alive and keep preying on the, um, the good naturedness of people to come forward. And I think, I just think this is a solvable case. Yeah, I do too. It seems like they have a lot of evidence. And I think that's what's so frustrating too for people. It seems like they have a lot of evidence. Why haven't, why hasn't this been solved? However, I think most crimes are solved not by, uh, by people revealing thing, people revealing clues so that police following tips in order to unravel things. And, you know, you you have a killer's DNA. Well, that doesn't do you any good if you don't have a pool of suspects to- Nobody Nobody has my fingerprints. Right. You know, crimes need to be solved by people talking about other people and saying, look, this guy was acting really weird this day. He kind of looks like this sketch or, you know, bridge guy's mom needs to get it together. And stop stop protecting her son. Let's just say (laughs) this, this mom has been in her head justifying her son's actions his whole life um yeah her son's behavioral issues his whole life so then it doesn't seem so hard to believe that she would ignore and justify this ultimate horrible act of behavior yeah act or you know there's nothing more human than to want to solve a mystery somewhere along the way people that do these sorts of things serial killers obviously we're trying to you know people not me because i have zero qualifications but i did watch all of mindhunter both seasons so i (laughs) (laughs) no but we're trying to figure out what like why do people do this why do people do this and for me I don't believe in Satan. So I don't think it's Satan getting a hold of somebody's heart. I think it is a malfunction of biology, um, yeah. a malfunction of the brain. And you know, that's, a, that's another thing that, well, one other thing that bugs me about um, people talking about uh, murder and murder of innocence and saying, this all happened for a reason. And I don't believe that. No, Uh uh-uh. I don't believe that at all, I think. I think it's nature and nurture. You mean uh, like a biolog, people do this a biological malfunction, but also enablement? Yeah, yeah. I think they have a biological malfunction, which is a great way of putting it, Shannon. But I also think like it's even as simple as like 
if you were held as a baby and yeah like you know many, if you were ca- cared for as a child and loved and you yeah. know so many of these like I read this book I have to share it with you it's I can't remember the name of it but I read a book about also if you were enabled by your mother or not enabled but forgiven along every point yeah and then like the preppy killer right that kid was like the most but I said it was a rich kid he's called the preppy killer so that there's no I thought he I thought he was rich too but you know what I mean I, I don't know um all right well I we really got into it I don't know if we have time for mine today we don't. I think we have to pick it up next week. I need a Paloma. It's five o'clock. Yum. What's in that? Wait, I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you, though, about what? Uh, I had interrupted you a moment ago. About what? But you got to, oh, okay. So you, so you got to finish your thought. Oh, All probably. Right. I just think, like, about the nature and nurture thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I mean, that's like textbook stuff, but I just think, like, yeah I just think that like people that aren't shown um love and and care for others at a young age it's hard to learn that and it's hard to when you have that plus a biological malfunction and depression or maybe some other it's just your it's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but then I don't know I, I I there there are outliers all the time but uh-huh yeah there's there's never a true profile of what makes someone hurt someone else, but I don't know. There's always some fucking weirdo that like loiters in video stores in your town and you're like, okay, if I go dead, like that guy did it. <laughs> yeah. But also it's like, what's the line of it to, uh, I think offering up a name as a tip is different than, uh, slander or like, um, saying it's got to be such and such because he did yeah right but like and they've gotten almost 20,000 tips I think but it's like they still need more tips obviously so call yeah I mean they can't investigate every guy that's five foot seven and has no beard like right like everybody and it doesn't say my great idea of going through the yearbooks it doesn't give height and weight (laughs) in a yearbook no, but you can tell, you can tell from a yearbook photo, like who is that guy? Also that curly hair. It's not common for dudes to have curly hair. Did you ever see the yearbook photos of the Columbine kids? Yeah, of course. Those are fucking I mean, weird. They were our, of course, they were our contemporaries. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember the Oprah episode about it mm-hmm. very, very vividly. Um, and I actually, I can't remember the name of this woman, but many years ago, I was following a news story of a woman who did such a thing, who thought Mm. her son was going to commit an extreme act of violence because of, uh, his behavior was leading to that and so she like she turned her son in and oh. I don't know what for what I can't recall the charges or a, a something I, I can't 
I'm gonna find this because I, I wanna, yeah, send it to me. I wanna read it. I'm going to. I'm gonna look for clues with my own children. <laughs> you threat, dumb it. I'm searching for I'm searching for behavior clues, kids, because I, I will turn you in. Ah, all right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a really tough episode to record and a lot of research. So I hope you guys love it as much as we did. Um, there's a lot of updates in this case regarding some suspects. So Shannon and I are planning to get together and go through that with you. Um, cause I know we're all going to want to see this case done and buried really soon. Let's see. Um, next week we'll be back with a lot of housewife stuff. So get ready for that. There's a lot going on in that world. Have a great week. I love you. Bye.